you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Oh, come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Isn't He worthy? What can wash away my sin Oh, and what can make me whole again And oh precious is the flow. Come on, help me now. That makes me white as snow. And oh, other clouds I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on, give yourself a great big hand this morning. Ah, uh, yes. He's worthy. He's worthy. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 27. And I'm going to read four verses here from the book of Matthew. And again, we say how honored we are that each of you chose to be here. I understand that every church in the country this morning was bidding for guests to come and be with them. So we don't take it lightly that you're here. And we thank you for braving the landmines in the parking lot to get in, but next year it's going to be better, I promise. Just a few weeks away from making our transition into our new building. We're excited about that. Thank you. Thank you for your prayer. Thank you for your support. Matthew chapter 27, and I'm going to read four verses beginning with verse 57. When the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and he laid it in his own new tomb which he had hewn out in the rock and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and 
he departed. By the help of the Lord this morning, rather maybe a slight bit different for Easter Sunday morning. I had worked preparing my typical Easter Sunday message. And very, very late last night, I just felt the impression of the Holy Ghost and just kind of took a shift in another direction. And so I, I pray and hope this morning that this, you, you understand that I may not be so eloquent this morning. You, you can go anywhere and hear a great Easter message this morning. And if you came to hear a beautiful sermon, I hope you're not disappointed. But I want to bring a word from the Lord to you this morning. And I pray that in the next half hour or so, that the Lord speaks to your heart. By the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach borrowed, loaned, and purchased. Borrowed, loaned, and purchased. Father, we thank you this morning for your word, and we thank you for your spirit that is in the house today. I pray now, Lord, that you meet with every person that is here. Meet in our heart this morning. Speak to us. Let your word impact us now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, it may not take me too long today to, to, to get to the point of this message. Um, let me just lay it out to you like this, and then we'll see, see where we can go to from here. When Jesus was born... They laid him in a borrowed manger. When Jesus died, Joseph loaned him a tomb. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus purchased our salvation. Jesus' ministry was all about borrowing, loaning, and purchasing. As I looked through the scripture, I began to see over and again where Jesus, for instance, told the woman at the wedding in Cana of Galilee to go and to borrow some vessels. He told his followers that if someone asked to borrow your scarf, then to loan them your coat also. There, there's a little difference in the three things that I mentioned to you this morning. First of all, to borrow something is to ask or to request to have something that doesn't belong to you because you have need of it. To loan something means that perhaps someone doesn't have to request but because of the heart of the owner, you have rather decided that you would make available that which you have for a higher purpose or for a greater use than what you were originally purposing that thing. And then purchased is a whole another situation. It is a whole, it is a whole another 
uh, a whole other aspect because to purchase, you all know, particularly all the ladies in the house that love to shop, you know what purchasing is. It means that you took something of yours. You took yourself. You took your own money. You took your own ability. And you spin it. In other words, you gave your own time, your own energy, your own effort. And you bought something that you wanted for yourself. Do I have to preach much much longer today for you to understand that Jesus Christ purchased our salvation because He wanted relationship with you and me. The only way that the first miracle in Scripture could have happened was that if someone would borrow some vessels and if someone would be willing to loan what he was requesting to borrow. I can ask, you can refuse. Now the issue is, is will I steal it? Or will I walk away? So I hear the word of the Lord this morning perhaps speaking to every person in the room because I believe that God would love to work through every life of every individual that is in this house today. He is requesting to borrow you that He may be able to work in you and through you a miracle that could change your life. And maybe the life of a lot of others. But you have to be willing to lend your life to Him. We do baby dedications here. We don't baptize babies, but we do baby dedications here. And we're reminded of the scripture where that Hannah longed for a child and she wept and prayed and asked God for a child. And God gave her a man child. And she brought the child back to the temple after the child was weaned. And she lent him or loaned him back to God to be used in the service or the work of the temple. And so from that pattern, we often, when children and babies are born, we'll bring babies and we have a little ceremony here that we call baby dedication. It's when we just simply come together and we pray a special prayer over the child and say, God, you've given the child to these parents. Now we are loaning this child. We are lending this child back to you for your work and for your service. Truly, baby dedication is nothing more than a mere ceremony of the heart of the parents saying, I'm going to raise my child in truth. I'm going to raise my child in the church. Because if all we do is say we're going to loan it that child back, but we don't see that the child is brought to the house of God. And we don't see that the child is brought up in the ways of God. We really have done nothing but taken a little time for a nice little photo op in the church. 
So let me get very quickly to the point of my message this morning and that is that I believe that God is calling for every man, woman, boy or girl under the sound of my voice today. He is calling and saying, hey, can I use you for a little while because I've got a work for you to do. I've got something that I would like for you to do but you are going to have to be willing to lend yourself back to the Lord. God can't use you unless you are willing to lend yourself back to Him. You have to be available. You know God is more concerned about your availability than He is your ability. Some people say, well, I could never be used of God. I have no ability. You can be used of God if you will make yourself available. Because availability will trump ability every time. So God is looking for somebody who will say, God, I will make myself available. I'll just show up. I'll just be here. You know, I, I, I know I don't want to get on too much of a tangent this morning. But there's something to be said for people who may not be the most gifted or talented. But they show up to every practice. They show up and are on the sidelines and they're saying, Coach, put me in. I'm ready. Put me in. I wonder what would happen in the church if people got beyond the point of saying, well, if I get the solo, if I get the position, if I get to do what it is that I think I ought to be doing in the church, then I will play. If not, I'll take my toys and go home. And reach the point of saying, God, whatever it is that you want me to do, if you want me to pray for my brother or my sister at midnight from my home when nobody else knows, I will lend myself to the work of God for whatever it is. If it's tending to a need on a street, if it's tending to a need in a back alley somewhere with somebody that's going through hardship and struggle, whatever the need may be, God, I'm lending myself to you. If you would be willing, I believe that God can bring a miracle out of your life. Look at your neighbor and tell them there is a miracle in you. Come on, say it like you really mean it. There is a miracle in you. God can work a miracle through your life if you will give yourself to Him. If you will be the vessel, He will fill it. Your willingness may be all that is required in order for God to provide the miracle that He has in store for you even this day. I know it's Easter Sunday. And I know typically Easter Sunday is, you know, it's a family day. It's what we do. But I I just want to say this at any point today during my message. That you feel like responding By becoming the vessel that God is wanting to use today. Don't let me get in your way. Because He can fill you with the Holy Ghost today. He can heal you today. He can work through you today. He can work a miracle in your life today. You don't have to wait until the 6 p.m. service tonight when things are a little more lively. You don't have to wait to next week when we're beyond Easter. But right here on an Easter Sunday morning, if you'll lend yourself to the Lord, He's saying, hey, come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. 
If I could persuade you today that God has a miracle prepared for you in this room and it has your name on it, and if I can cause you to believe that God can fill you to, to bless others, and if I could persuade you to make yourself available unto God, withholding nothing but giving everything to Him, I want to tell you that a, a miracle could happen in your life today. This I do believe. The, the miracle that God has for you today is bigger than me. As a matter of fact, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you ever dreamed. It's bigger than my ministry. It's bigger than the ministry of this church. Perhaps God sent me this morning to inquire of whom He may be able to use because He is wanting to perform a miracle through your life. Maybe maybe you've been part-timing with God. Maybe, maybe you just call on Him when you need Him. But, but I believe that He sent me today. Maybe He changed my mind and my message last night because He wanted me to bring a real simple little message to you this morning and tell you that God is seeking to borrow you if you are willing to lend yourself to Him and recognize that He has already purchased you and paid a price for you. He paid a price He did not owe. He didn't owe it to you to do what He did. He didn't owe it to you to go to a cross. He didn't owe it to shed His blood. But I want you to know that the grave didn't hold him but on the third day when he got up it was completed that you and I can get up from whatever has been holding you down there is no grave that could hold him and there is nothing that can hold you if you will give yourself wholly to him your past can't hold you your failure can't hold you your disappointments can't hold you. Your addiction can't even hold you. I want you to hear this preacher this morning. Nothing can stop you because he purchased you. Maybe you feel like you're incapable. I feel that way often. And then I have to recognize that the devil is a liar. And that's nothing but a word from the enemy. This call this morning isn't about your ability. It's about your availability. And the devil fears a child of God who will make themselves available. I'm just looking this morning for some more willing vessels. The stable had to have a manger. The miracle had to have some vessels. He told them, borrow not a few. In other words, the more vessels that are available, the more opportunity there is for me to perform a greater miracle. If you and I would really respond to the call of God today, if we really would respond to what God has already spoken in the first 14 minutes of this message, if you and I would respond today, I want you to know that heaven would rejoice and earth could be changed. I want you to know today that God is well, able, and capable. 
the whole point of Easter and the resurrection sets Christianity apart. But without there ever being an Easter, without there being a resurrection, all we would have is just a story of a good man who lived and died. And other religions have that story. Good men who lived and died. But only Christianity has the claim that our Savior lived, died, and resurrected on the third day. And the whole point of the resurrection is to tell you that nothing is impossible with you. God is able to do anything. Because when He got up out of the grave, it was a message sent to you and I. That first of all, no matter what you have gone through, can hold you down. No matter what has held you in the past, will continue to hold you. Maybe things hold you for a short time. It held him for three days. But I want you to understand this preacher this morning. That when he got up from the grave, he got up victorious over death, hell, and the grave. So the distinguishing point of Christianity is that Jesus Christ has purchased our salvation so that you and I don't live with hope only of today and tomorrow and knowing there is a final end. But we live with a hope that our hope is not of this world and that we have a hope beyond the veil of tears and we have a hope beyond death. But it is a hope of the resurrection because He lives so that we can live also. I want to tell you today that He is alive and He is well and He is able to meet all of your needs. The only limits that God has are the limits that man puts on Him by not making themselves available. So again, I ask you this morning, would you consider lending yourself to Him? Would you consider making yourself available to Him? Because if you will, He will work a miracle through your life. I want you to understand today that whatever, all of us walked in this morning with a need. When they were doing prayer this morning, they said, do you have a need? I stopped for a minute, minute and thought, and, and I, I just immediately the first thought in my mind, oh, I got a little pain in my body this morning, and so I have this need, and so I lift my hand, and I'm thinking, oh, and, and, and my sister, she, she got a bad report this week, so I've got that need, and, 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 then, and then I've got another situation, and God, I have this, and, and I'm lifting my hand, and I'm just kind of over and over thinking about all the needs that I have, and, and it dawned on me, no matter how big my list is, God's ability always supersedes my need. You walked in this room this morning with a need in your life, with a hurt in your life. Maybe you walked in troubled. Maybe you walked in with affliction in your body. Maybe you walked in sick this morning, not feeling well. Maybe you have family trouble. Maybe you have personal trouble. Or maybe you have financial trouble. Nobody in the room has financial trouble. Can I tell you that God's able to meet your financial need today? 
What he's done before he can do again. His arm is not short. His ear is not deaf. He is not slack concerning his promises as some men have counted slackness. But I come this morning to tell you that whatever God has done before, he can do it again. He's only limited by the vessels that will submit themselves to him. Turn it over to him this morning. Put your life into his hand today and he will turn it around. He will use you in his own for his own purpose. Maybe somebody needs to borrow a little faith from somebody else who's already been through it but come out the other side of it. I walked into a restaurant some time ago and a waitress came up to me at the table right after that I'd first sat down and she knew I was a pastor here in town and so she came up to me and she said I, I need you I need to talk to you I need you to pray for me she said they're running tests on me because the doctor thinks that I have cancer and and I immediately before I started praying for her there in the restaurant I just immediately began to tell her about people that I knew that had been diagnosed with cancer but that God had healed. And so I started telling them about, telling her about the healing power of God. And I started telling her about this person that God had healed from cancer and another. I started sharing some of your testimonies of, uh, of bad reports. And God has turned things around. And I, I saw her face begin to light up. And I, I saw, before I ever prayed, I began to encourage her with a word of faith. Maybe this morning, some of you have asked, why have I gone through the things that I've gone through? Maybe it is that God is wanting to borrow you so that you can share some faith. You can loan a little faith to somebody else. Well, I don't have much myself. If you'll use what you've got and loan your faith and loan your testimony to somebody else who's going through it this morning, maybe by you encouraging them and say, hey, I've been there. I've been through it. God will use your testimony to encourage somebody else that he may work a miracle in your life. If God met the needs of His people for 40 years in the wilderness, their shoes didn't wear out, food was available every day, water flowed from a rock that followed Him. If He could do that for His people in that day, surely He can meet your need today. David said in Psalm 37, 25, I've been young. And now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God made a way for Moses when there seemed to be no way. He approached, he approached a, a, a sea that was impossible, but he stretched his rod over the sea, and the sea parted. God has always made a way. Joshua borrowed from the faith of Moses, and when they came to the Jordan, and it, it was, it was over, overflowing its bank, he borrowed from the faith of Moses and God parted the waters for him. What I'm trying to tell you this day is that God has performed miracles before as a testimony to increase your faith and say, hey, if somebody else has done it and I did it for them, I'll still do it for you. Would you lend him your vessel today? Would you lend him your vessel today? I'm quickly closing and the music can come. Joseph of Arimathea loaned Jesus a tomb for three days. I don't know. The scripture doesn't say that Joseph recognized and that Joseph knew that Jesus was only going to be 
in the grave three days, but it did say that Joseph of Arimathea was one of his disciples, one of his followers. So he had heard his teachings and he had heard him tell them destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up again and they thought he was talking about the literal temple. Maybe Joseph had insight. Maybe he understood. Maybe he knew something that the rest of the world didn't know. But nevertheless, what he had made for himself, he put it on loan. Nobody, the scripture never tells us that anybody came to him and asked Joseph to loan him the tomb. He did it out of the willingness of his heart and his love for Jesus because he had been acquainted with him. I want you to understand this morning that God sent this preacher to tell you that he wants to borrow you today. But if your spirit would not be so determined to say, oh well, I guess if the preacher asks, I'll... I'll walk to the front of the room or I'll lift a hand or I'll pray. But if somehow through this message today there could be a change of your heart and instead of me asking to borrow your vessel today that you like Joseph of Arimathea would recognize the best thing I can possibly do I've made a good life for myself. I've built this for myself. I'm a good man. I'm a good woman. I'm a good person and I've, I've, I've made a good life. Joseph had made a tomb for himself because he knew that someday that he would die and he didn't want to leave that for his family so he built a tomb for himself. But when he saw that Jesus was hanging on a cross. He went and didn't just say, hey, let me bury him if you don't mind, or if you're looking for somebody, you know, I'll be your man. But the scripture said that he went to Pilate and he begged for the body of Jesus. He begged, don't leave him hanging on a cross for the vultures to come and devour. Don't leave him there. Don't Don't allow his body to be thrown with the others. I have a place for him. I'll take him down. I'll take him back. And I'll put him in a tomb. I'm going to loan it to him. Because I recognize that he has need of what I have. Oh, friend of mine today, if you could understand that God has need of what you have. And if your response would not be so built today around because the preacher asked to borrow, but if it would be around because I see that God hath need today, that I'm going to lend my life back to Him afresh and anew. I'll put my life in His hands all over again. I'll give myself to Him. And in final closing this morning, if you would recognize that the price that He paid on the cross through His suffering, through His death, 
through the Passion Week of all that Jesus went through, He went through it to purchase your salvation and mine. He went through it to purchase. So truly what we say is ours that we will loan back to Him in all reality. He's already purchased it. Maybe instead of us loaning our life back to Him, maybe we should give our life back to the rightful owner because He purchased us. When we were unworthy, He purchased us. When nobody else would reach for us, He purchased us. Oh, child of God, why don't you give yourself back to Him today because He purchased your salvation. Would you stand with me this morning? You can spend your life however you choose. You can waste your life like the prodigal. But Jesus will never waste your life. He will spend your life. He will use your life. But He will never waste your life. Don't go out and waste another day of your life. Because Jesus is saying, come. Come unto me. Would you give your life to Him this morning? Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed all over the room right now. God, I pray over this congregation right now. I pray, God, that the words that I have spoken has rested in the hearts of your people this morning. And I pray right now by the power and authority of the Word of God, Lord, that you would speak to every heart this morning. And that there would be men, women, boy, and girls today that would say, I bring my life back to the rightful owner today. For he has purchased me. For he has bought me. For he has paid a price that I could never pay for myself. Here I am bringing myself back to you, oh Lord. Come on, church, lift your voice in prayer right now. Lift your voice in prayer.
receive from the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Oh, what a Savior. 